Wait, you haven't seen that? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another potential pick. But we're going back in time for a past potential pick. Uh, our first one of these series, Chris uh, had the challenge of watching the original Superman films with Christopher Reeves. And uh, I decided to take under this challenge of a film that I had not seen uh, that I should. And Chris recommended the movie Monty Python, Life of Brian, or The Life of Brian. And so I was, I had not seen this film. I had heard of it. I had seen quite a bit of Monty Python, but I had not seen this film. And he said, this is at the top of your list. So the great thing is this one film, and we're not going to do four films. So this will be a normal <laughs> length. So, yeah. yeah. So Chris wanted me to see this film. And, and again, this is um, coming from very modern eyes. Uh, seeing this 30 years and even longer since it came out. I believe this film came out in 1979. Nine. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. What? 50, oh, 51 years, right? No, 41 oh, years. It'd be 41 years. Sorry. That's, well, or 40, yeah, 41, 42. Welcome yeah. to the next episode where Taylor learns math. Anyway. The potential math. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, good good, uh, good idea with this one. I think it was nice to mix it up this week. A little comedy, too. So, I. We, we've um, been needing some comedy. Yeah, I know. This stuff. is some serious drama. We've been always watching serious movies. We need a little comedy in here. So, I definitely thought it was fun to recommend this film. A uh, little background for me before we go into Taylor's take on this film. Uh, I also am a huge Monty Python fan, uh, have been for a long time. Uh, I think for most people, if they don't know Monty Python well, they at least know Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, that's probably their most notable work. But uh, that one, although it does have a lot of an, uh, intelligent humor as well, it's a lot of physical comedy and it's a lot of you know the bits with the medieval times and the legend of arthur this was a very bold film that even today i think would be a very bold move uh this is the bunny python taking a crack with their sense of humor at the myth of jesus at the story of jesus but of course they weren't going to just come out and do jesus they had to come up with an alternative character in the same time zone in the same time that also could have been construed as a messiah so they came up with brian which <laughs> yeah. is such a funny name the life of brian so uh i've seen this film plenty of times i think it's a very highbrow uh it's got a lot of physical comedy to it as well but it really is one you have to think about and i think uh it's got just some great great gags and great goofs in it that make it quite a classic which is why i recommend it to taylor so with fresh eyes here in the year of our lord 2021 our lord brian uh how what did this film what what was this film like for you this uh life of brian i thought it sucked okay <laughs> i mean <laughs> no, hey, some no, did no um so no i not knowing what to expect but having had seen um uh you know the having seen previous stuff i kind of knew what i was going to go into and i do enjoy that kind of humor I was, I was really, you know, blown away at the film because it was very, it's been a long time since I've seen a comedy that really had to make you think and really made me kind of 
really pay attention the whole film because there is a lot of jokes that unless you really understand um you know what part they're playing and talking about the bible um and the style of humor it may go past your head as like that wasn't funny and it makes sense but it's very intelligent comedy which i think made this really great um so the thing that i love about this film was um well i said let's say from the beginning i really like this film overall and these are why um, I just love the fact that, like, you know, previous iterations, anything in Monty Python, you know, John Cleese, Eric Idle, uh, Michael Palin, they, they all play these multiple characters. And this one was no different. I feel like they played, like, each one of them played, like, 15, 25 different characters. <laughs> it feels it was, like it. Yeah, and it, it, just the editing was so great where they'd be all in the same scene but playing multiple characters. And it really was great seeing each one of them kind of play to their strengths where um, it's Michael Palin, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. Um, so he plays a lot of these really nutty characters, a lot of different voices and accents. Like he's really good at doing like the the voices where um, he's kind of doing kind of these really nutty, uh, you know, weird uh, characters. He's doing kind of the off the off the wall stuff. And John Cleese is, <laughs> doesn't really change. It's the same voice in every one of the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he does, he plays his very like, he just, his his style is very, you know, authoritative. You know, he's playing a centurion. He's playing the leader of the Judea Front. And so, and then Eric Idle, I just love it because he just, his are very niche characters. It's very eclectic. I thought a lot of these jokes, I was really impressed that they still resonate today. Like there's this great scene with Eric Idle was like, oh, I want to be a woman. He's like, I have the right, I have the right to be a woman. I have the right to childbirth. And they're like, what? You can't argue with this, right? And it was just, it was like, I can't believe like that that joke, you know, in 1979, it's still it's still perfect today. And I I I just really I love that. I love the the you know, the editing of it and the humor was great and again, just some of the off the wall stuff you're watching this and it's if you like Monty Python, it's very Monty Python. I mean, there's one part where a spaceship randomly comes out and I'm like, "What the heck's going on?" Very that that Terry Gilliam uh, you know, artistry he does with all the, the cartoons and the animation that he puts into the films uh, is always a hoot because it is like, it just seems like someone had to, and you know, once again, for those who don't know, of the six original members of Monty Python, uh, Terry Gilliam is the only one of the six who is from America. Uh, he's not British, but um, he's the one that animates all those funny things. And that, yeah, the alien scene, it just kind of comes out of nowhere, but it seems it just seems appropriate in the, in the context of the film, because yeah. it is this, I, I see this film as very much, it's a zany take on the the story because, but, I, but what I mean is it's a zany take on the story without being rude in yeah. that they're not trying to make fun of Christianity, of Christianity yeah. and they're not trying to make fun of the faith. They're pointing out the, the kind of ridiculous things that have been quoted into the scripture that, you know, knowing that realistically, even if you're religious or not, you know, people do not come back from the dead and people cannot heal people just, you know, but there's been, there have been these documented cases of miracles and, you know, things happening like that. So I feel like they were, they were being respectful. They were just playing at the fun. And then also the, the idea of if you have Jesus, in this manger being born and then like three stories down is the same night a character named brian who grows up in the exact same time 
and because of one mishap after the other is mistaken to be this messiah yeah it's just kind of funny because it also looks at the idea of how a following can happen how a religious following how how quickly how quickly very quickly well the the it kind of in a way and it's it's a real scary thing the fact that how powerful a following how powerful religion can be where you see these people are following and then they they one person no disagrees oh the usurper oh no he's a blasphemer you know we have to kill him because he does not believe in the messiah like you just found out about this messiah five minutes ago <laughs> and it just the insanity like the poor guy was like you know got beat up and it was just like what's going on here but but yeah it's like you know he and brian and this mishap he's like i you know not why are you guys following me like no uh, and 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 he just is like the absurd of it, he gets kind of carried into this stuff. And there's even the this great scene like where they have the, the um, and I'm going to butcher it, but the Judea the People's Front and then the, yeah. the, the superior one. There's <laughs> yeah. two different yeah. fronts. Yep. And it's like they're both part of the same thing, but they're different. It's just like with Christianity, there's Catholic, there's the Catholic, there's Presbyterian. There's all these different, you know. But they're all part of the same thing, but they still are different. They butt heads. Like, oh, and they butt heads and argue, our, our thing is better than yours. And yeah, it's so true. I love I love that wordplay that they use in this movie to, uh, or even even at one point, they're having a, a meeting. And I think it's Eric Idle, actually. He says the name of their group wrong and goes, what? He's like, no, we're not that. We're this group. Oh, we are. I thought we were that group. And like, even they're mistaken because the names are so ridiculous. And I love that it plays to that that level of how not only powerful these religious groups can be, but also uh, the ridiculousness of the Romans. And, uh, you know, there's that, there's that really funny scene that only I think Monty Python could pull off. There's a scene where they're like, you know, telling the, you know, telling Brian, you should go over to the big main temple area and you should do graffiti in Latin to like, say, you know, like go F off, you know, these Romans, right. Like, you know, to like insult them and he's painting and painting and all of a sudden john cleese walks up and he goes what are you doing and he's like you know acting the fool like i was you know he's like that's not how you do that he's like did you see what your mistake is and then it turns into a teaching lesson so he's yeah. like i want you to write that this many times and it takes them all night and so he's written all over the courtyard this message in red paint and then it's not till the morning that all of a sudden the guards look at it and then realize what he's written and they start chasing him. It's just one of those funny bits where it's like, it goes well, into like a Latin lesson, you know, it's well, like so one, funny. And, and one of the, one of the scenes I really love too is when, <laughs> when John Cleese's character, he's the leader of the group and he's like, all right, well, what have the Romans ever done for us? Oh, the aqueduct and yeah. irrigation, like all this stuff. And it was kind of like, they're so mad, but it's like the Roman, like they did, they did so much. They did do some good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, besides all that, what else did they do for us? <laughs> it's just like, and just some of the, the the smaller moments where they're trying to hide and they hide. It's like, let's put a shoot over me. You know, some, just some of the, it's such a variety of humor where it's, it's very smart, but then it's all very silly. It's all zany. So the, the whole movie has so much different types of comedy, but it blends so well. And of course, I love how it ends uh, with the musical number. That's <laughs> which, right. Uh, always look on the bright side of life, which is, you know, it was funny because I, I knew about this fact, a uh, little factoid that they at some of the premier you know football games in england they would play that song uh for years 
on some of them. And that was kind of like their, their theme song, like right before playing the games. So I always knew that this was part of Life of Brian, but I didn't know how. And of course, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, then featured heavily like in Spam a lot. So I think that was kind of funny how like that song has kind of had such a legacy. Um, and, you know, Eric Idle, just I love he's Eric Idle. That, that character he plays where he's like in the jail. And he's yeah. like, actually, I got a free pass. Oh, you did? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you know? the whole time, like, yeah. And the way he just looks at the camera, his face, you know, he's got that cheeky humor. Uh, and another scene I've always loved was, I love the scene where they're, they're, they're supposed to be uh, throwing rocks at that one prisoner. And, of course, in that time period, it's supposed to be that none of the women could partake. So, of course, it's all these guys most of the, you know, Monty Python and a few extras, they've put on these, they've bought these long fake beards so yeah. that women could go attend the stoning. <laughs> it just becomes this funny blasphemous scene. Oh, and then and speaking like, of the beards, I love the part when he, they fight over, he like wants to buy a beard and he like, no, you have to haggle. Yeah. And they're just fighting like, because at times like, no, we haggle. And I was like, no, 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 that's too much. You don't know, you got to go down. It's like, now, now you're doing, <laughs> it's just like, and it's funny because I traveled and you do, like those parts of the world where you do have to haggle and stuff like that, where it's, it is an art form. It's not like, Oh, you just buy it. It's like, no, well, I give you this. Uh, but it's again, what's just so great about the humor, the fact that this film, you know, over 40 years old and it's still very funny. And I think if you are, you get the humor, but you're, you're smart enough to get the references, but it's not all about references. It's just the wordplay and the themes again, with religion that it, it's sad, but also really hilarious. The fact that it's still uh, prevalent to this day and it's still, mm -hmm. it still um, makes an impact. And I just think, I, I don't know why it took me so long to watch it, but I'm glad I did because uh, at the age I'm at now, I think I appreciated the comedy more, understood it more. Yeah. So um, yeah. And I think it, it definitely, uh, I think it's pretty impressive to think that this film uh, has 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So, uh, you know, and a 93% audience score. So, and, you know, Monty Python and the Holy Grail wasn't this smash hit. It's become definitely a cult classic, but Life of Brian was uh, pretty reviewed pretty well and, and did pretty well. So uh, I'm glad you got to see it. I think it's pretty funny. And it's the last one of their films of the three big ones that they did. It's the last one that is like a, a ongoing plot throughout the whole movie. The last film they did, uh, The Meaning of Life, is segments, uh, starting from birth all the way to death. Uh, so it's a little different in that one. But um, just a great movie. It's so funny. It does have, I think, a message of there's still, you know, praise and hope for religion. I feel like it's very similar to when I got to take you to see uh, the Book of Mormon on Broadway, that show, uh, notably made by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who of course do South Park, it's of course making fun of a lot of, again, the ridiculous things that are a part of the Mormon faith, but it still celebrates what faith does. It celebrates what faith can get people. And I feel like this the Life of Brian was an early example of that. And again, just because of the time period, it probably was far and few between to see a movie take a crack at a religion, especially in the UK where predominantly everyone is mostly Christian faith. So yeah. again, the boldness of 
their troop, you know, constantly doing bits on politics and things going on uh, around the world and that they wanted to take crack at that. And I think it's just a funny idea. It's a funny movie. Well, and, yeah, and, I want, and, I, and I want to go back uh, to seeing this, that they had did this interview where they had talked about, you know, heads of churches and where they actually had this debate where the guys from Monty Python came with really, you know, great arguments. But ironically, these, you know, members of the church, these high ranking members of the church were arguing like, oh, it's just stupid. And they were just <laughs> they, they acted more childlike than the actual comedians. But it just goes again to a lot of these guys were college educated comedians. Very smart. Yeah. Very smart. Like Cambridge smart. You know, they went to top colleges and they, the thing is, I think a lot of people watch Money Python. They think, oh, they're just a bunch of goofballs. Uh, it, it took years for that to actually become Monty Python. And it took years for Monty Python be, to become Monty Python as we know it today. It was not an overnight thing. And they are six, you know, they were six brilliant writers that just come up with this off the wall, goofy, weird, but also very smart style of comedy, which is why they're, they're you know, noted to be one of the best comedic troops of all time. Uh, you know, and of course, whenever you watch any of the remaining living members talk about anything, they oh, they still to this day, they're still smart as a whip coming up with these funny jokes and funny beats. And so this is definitely one of their best things in their uh, catalog. So I'm glad you got to watch Life of Brian. Uh, it was definitely a proper past potential pick for you uh, during this time. Uh, now, we are uh, coming up to start our second season of the potential podcast next week. So just a few days away, we will have uh, our our first new episode full length and we're going to have a special guest as well, which is very exciting. So uh, we hope you stay tuned for that. And of course we'll still be doing potential picks and every now and then a past potential pick when uh, we want to challenge each other to watch or even maybe we'll play an old game for past potential pick as well. We can always do that. That would be good. Yeah. So maybe, Maybe you guys can challenge us. Maybe there's a, a movie uh, that we both haven't seen uh, that we could view. Maybe old because again, we uh, we both have to, you know a combined you know uh, th- over thirty years of living. But uh, well, actually, if you combine it, it'd be over sixty years of living. But we haven't been able to see all the films, so <laughs> we're still trying to bring that. And again, like Chris said, lots of fun. Of course, anything you want to hear or talk about, follow us on our social pages, and of course, you can email us. But thanks again for recommending this, Chris. This was fun, and I can't wait to challenge you to the next one for sure. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.